if Shohei gets traded to the Dodgers. He's going to have to speak on the mic as soon as he gets traded. On the, <laughs> on the bus. I can't wait. I'm going to I'm going to put him on the mic and I want him to uh, give me like a like a fourth story and talk, talk to talk to us about himself. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number 202 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. Look who I found. He's my good friend. He is the Dodgers starting shortstop. He is Miguel Rojas, who is wearing a sweatshirt, even though it's like 118 degrees down in Texas. It's, Come on, man. It's really hot. It's really hot. It's really hot. But hey, uh, uh, the, right here in my room, I control the air conditioning. And I last night, it was like really, really cold here in my room because outside, I mean, we had an off day yesterday. It was amazing. We went to... Uh, we went to Max Muncy's uh, daughter's uh, two-year-old party. Um, it was so nice to, to to get together, you know, with the families and and being able to uh, spend these this, this three hours with him and his family over there at his place because we're here in Texas and we support each other and, and that was amazing. But it was so hot that I was in shorts and a t-shirt and I had to put my room in like 50, 50 degrees. And um, it's pretty cold right now here, so that's why I'm wearing a hoodie. That is awesome that you went to a little two-year-old birthday party. I, I love it. We got the great shot of you and Freddie mm-hmm. and JD and Jay Hay, Max Muncy. Is that Peralta over there? That's Peralta too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it, it was it was pretty good because uh, uh, that's that's something that we've been building here uh, for for this season you know since spring training started we've been doing like a lot of stuff that connecting like connecting this group of guys uh more more and beyond just baseball and 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 the regular season and the grind of 162 games and now here we are in july 20th and we're not feeling like we're tired you know like we're feeling like we're going through the season and having fun on and off the field trying to connect and, and stay together for like for a good cause and and not just to play baseball but uh, we're really building something like really special and and I think uh it's something that we always going to remember that's awesome so what, what what was the party all about were there ponies was there a clown what what was it the two-year-old party no not not real ponies but it was like a a, a wall full of like ponies uh that you can adopt and the kids took uh took this uh little Little ponies. Uh, um, it's like it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a, a real pony. It's like how how, how do you call it when, when it's a uh, like a uh, just a stuffed oh, pony, stuck. you know, a stuffed pony. Oh, oh, just oh, like a yeah. like a stuffed stuffed animal. Exactly, a stuffed animal, oh. but uh, with a with a pony shape, and uh, so the kids were having the ponies and cowboy hat, cowboy hats. Um, and all that, I think it was uh, it was pretty cool. They have a water slide, uh, like a bounce house. It was it was pretty good. Really nice setup. Uh, they did pretty good, and and we we all we all went and and spent some time over there. All right. Well, I, you know, my kids weren't always twenty two and seventeen. So when they were younger, you know, I'd go to these parties, and I was always the idiot dad that would get in the bounce house and play with the kids and try and shoot them up <laughs> into the sky and jump my fat ass on that thing. Was one of the Dodger players like the weird dad, like I was? <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't get to that point. I think uh, all the kids were having uh, so much fun. Uh, 
with you know with each other that uh, I I think one of us jumping on the bounce and the bounce how will ruin it. So hmm. we 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 stay we stay together on our on their side and and we we enjoy the 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 music the food and we have conversations about you know something something else than that is not just baseball you know and and it's so nice and refreshing that that you can go and get together and just have a drink with your boys and and spend some time in an off day you know even JD was there that you know like he's not a dad he's he's not he not he's he don't even know how to uh how to be around like little kids and stuff like that you know and uncle JD was there so uh it, it's fun because uh we're getting everybody together and kind of like make make them committed to uh to be there for for you guys but I saw some guys in like jeans and pants there I'm sorry I would be I would have the biggest swamp ass in Texas <laughs> if I was wearing jeans I mean I yeah. oh god man it's it's hot right now I, I feel like I I didn't feel like this like it's a sauna outside since I was like in Arizona four years ago or five years ago in the middle of the summer I couldn't even go outside. I'm glad that we have a roof here and we're going to play under the roof for this series because uh, I can only imagine playing at 3 p.m. tomorrow under the sun and in this in this weather. Uh, I, I don't think I can make it. Well, back in my days where I would cover uh, Fox Saturday baseball, I would do the pregame from these stadiums and then I would stay and be the, like the dugout reporter. And right. we had a game. It was the Rays and the Rangers in Texas. No joke, it was 122 degrees on the field. And I had to wear a fucking suit, dude. <laughs> I had to wear a suit. Yeah. That's that's tough. I, I I don't I don't know how you how you guys do it. And I don't I don't even remember when I came here how hot it was. But it's been really hot in the East Coast, you know. Uh yeah. starting starting in the during during the, the All-Star break, I I went to Miami. It was so hot there, but I mean, we had the pool, and I didn't have to worry about like getting ready to go to the to go to the field and play. So I could stay on the pool and and get in the pool with my son and stuff like that. But I mean, then after that, we went to Baltimore, and Baltimore was like it's supposed to rain every day, and then it was hot and humid, and it's been kind of it's been kind of difficult to play in these conditions. More of the Rose Rotation coming your way, but first I want to tell you a little bit about the Bally Sports Regional Networks. They are the nation's leading television and streaming provider of local sports and make up 18 RSNs. They're how the Brewers fans can watch the Brew Crew, how the Tigers fans can check in on Motown's team, how the Marlins fans can check in on their impressive Marlins. You get the point. Well, this year, with the new pitch clock rules, the game has changed for the better, right? There's less downtime. There's more action. The game is fast and furious. We enjoy the pace. We love the whole thing. Just one problem in the pitch clock era. There's just no time to drink those big old tall boy beers anymore. Shorter games call for shorter beers like this. That's why Bally Sports created Short Boys, 8.4-ounce cans of delicious baseball beer. They are crisp. They are refreshing. They make you feel great. Yeah, the can's a little stubby, but they're substantial as well. You're going to love the taste, let you enjoy a brew at the game. You don't have to stand in the long lines for them and get one of those big tall boys, and all of a sudden the game's over and you got like 10 ounces of beer left. Here, you finish it. It's gone. You feel great. So shorter games mean shorter beers. It is time for short boy summer. 
Also, watch the shorter games on Bally Sports and streaming on the Bally Sports app. Cheers. So I'm curious, uh, tell me a little bit about your break. You just spent, hung, hung out with your family in Miami, right? You guys didn't do anything. You just chilled and got a chance to be dad, right? Yeah, that's that's one of the things that has been different for me this year. You know, uh, being in the West, on the West Coast now, I've been like missing a lot on on Aaron and Amber uh, kind of day to day, you know, and, and that's something that I wanted to, I wanted to get back a little bit of that. Even when they, they've been in LA for a couple of weeks, it's difficult because we always traveling, we always going somewhere and, um, Aaron being in school, I haven't been able to be with him that much, but, uh, before the break, they came to LA and I have one of the most like beautiful days with my son in my life because of, I took into the field by myself and he was at the, in the locker room the whole day. He was like, actually like so excited to go to the field with me to play with the boys, uh, Freddie Freeman, sons, Charlie, uh, and him like always wanted to play together. Uh, Charlie's, uh, Kershaw, Clayton's son too. He was there and they were like hitting balls right before, uh, Sunday night baseball, um, against the Houston Astros. So really nice times, you know, that, uh, I, I didn't envision myself doing this year but i mean i'm glad that it happens that way so during the break i just wanted to get back and, and be with them at home and and be there be present um i always like to get away and go somewhere but i feel like this year because i've been away for so long and i've been kind of in the west coast and it's really hard to uh to match up with the times um i went home and i just cook on the grill um i invited my sister to come from venezuela so she was in Miami with us. My best friend that lives in Chicago, he came out as well. And we have an amazing time. You know, we, we spent some time together and it was kind of refreshing and, and it was pretty cool. So when um, when Aaron's playing with uh, with the two Charlies, now I know about I know about Charlie Freeman. Yeah. That kid can swing it a little bit, right? Yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. And in his is following the foot the, the footsteps of, of his dad, you know. Uh I mean I never seen someone that is more consistent with a routine and uh I, I don't know what word could I say um for Freddie work ethic because it's 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 so routine every single day he do kind of the same thing and he haven't changed much since he was like I don't know, in the minors, and I never played with him in the minors, but I can tell with the way that he prepares and he goes about his, you know, routines, that Charlie is kind of following that, you know, like <laughs> when he hits, he's not fucking around, you know, like he's, my son, if you see Aaron hitting, he, he just want to, he just want to have fun and, and some, some days he want to have a leg kick, some days he want to hit with a bat down here and I'm letting him, you know, because I, I mean, but if you see Charlie hitting, you see like right away, Every swing, both feet completely aligned. His 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 back shoulder have to be higher than the than the front one, you know. And, and he's trying to do it right, and and that's what you get from a from a guy like Freddie that uh, that he's been doing it for so long, and now he's passing it to his son. You know? So does he hit it like totally to the opposite field and stay on the baseball? Just like <laughs> <his man? laughs> that's that's what he's that trying to trying to tell him, but. Uh, he sometimes he he just let it in and he likes to hit homers as 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 well as any any kid right now you know that's what we're watching on TV hitting homers and and celebrating which uh which is something that uh, they're growing up with. 
So, you know, you've been able now in your five months with the team kind of grow and appreciate what it's like to be a, around a couple of Hall of Famers and Freddie yeah. Freeman and Mookie Betts are, and Clayton Kershaw, obviously. All those guys are going to be headed to Cooperstown one day, in my opinion. But Mookie, it's amazing, right? He's played some shortstop now. He's played a lot of second base. Like, how do you explain? I know Mookie came up as a second baseman, but how do you explain that a guy can do that and make it look as effortless as he does when he hasn't been doing it at this level consistently? Because of the work that he put in when you guys are not seeing it, you know? Uh, not not a lot of people here or in, around baseball got the opportunity to see what Mookie does for, you know, to stay to stay in shape, to be the superstar that he is. And everything started even in spring training or before the season start, you know? He wasn't supposed to be playing shortstop this year or as much second base as he's playing. And you got to see him every single day that he came to spring training uh, and a spring training day. He took all his all his work in the outfield. He did everything that he needs to do. And then he stayed like an extra hour when everybody's like doing something else, like hitting or or like whatever you need to do in spring training because it's like personalized. Uh, spring training is a lot of time for yourself, right? And he stayed like an extra hour taking ground balls at shortstop, taking ground balls at second base, turning double plays. And that's why he make it seems effortless. And and that's something that not not that many people knows. And that's why everybody gets surprised. But I, I'm not I'm not really surprised because the way that the like we work we work together a lot in spring training and during the season as well. And I know he's putting the work and that's why he's getting the the success and the results that he's getting. Nothing nothing is gonna take away from the superstar that he is. But at the work ethic and the way that he prepares for something that possibly is going to happen, I think that's why he's uh, he's making it look so so easy. You know, is he the best player you've ever played with? Yeah, he's he's up there for sure. Yeah, because uh, I play with guys that won MVPs like Giancarlo Stanton. That that year was amazing. But the 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 kind of stretch that he had, I remember he was hitting like two fifty. Uh, like a month ago, you know, and he already have like 300 and something at bats and he turned the season around like so quick with just one. F I, I think he found something on, on Colorado when we were playing over there. I was with him in the cage and I'm seeing hitting and he found something that he likes with his swing and he like he just took off. That was like a stretch of three weeks or a month now that he's been like crazy. It's like hard hit ball after hard hit ball, homers, doubles, opposite field, walks, and doing it in the way that he's doing it, you know, like playing under these conditions that we just talk about. We talk about playing in a really hot weather um, and doing all that. And you know what I really respect? That in a series, I remember the series in Kansas City, he played second base the first day, right field the second day, and shortstop the next day. He's leading off, and he's kind of carried the team. So that's, that's, that tells you what kind of player do you have there. And when you ask me if that's the best player that you ever play with, I have to put him up there because it's kind of Shohei Otani stuff that he's doing, you know? The only thing that he's not doing is pitching, but he's playing a different position every day. Leading off for a team and carrying the team is, 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 pretty, is pretty high up there. 
for sure. You guys did play, speaking of Shohei, you did play the Angels recently. I don't think he, he didn't pitch against you guys, did he? Or, he pitched in, in, in Anaheim. He pitched in yeah. Anaheim for, for that game. Yeah. We won. I think I think we won one nothing that day. I hope, yeah, that's uh, what it was. Fred, Freddie, Freddie's homer, opposite field. Pretty amazing. Pretty, pretty incredible player, too. Did you play against Shohei? Did you get a chance? No, to I, did, I, I didn't. I didn't play that day. I, I faced him last year. He pitched against us in Miami, but uh, I didn't. I didn't face him this year. I mean, I know that we continue to talk about him and build him up, and some people are like, "Man, just stop talking about him." But I don't think we can. Like right. it is on, right? It's just I imagine just being on the same field with him. You look at him and you're like, "This dude's like a robot." Yeah. And you appreciate what he's doing for the game, and he's doing it in a such an amazing way. The way that he uh, he carries himself, uh, and I mean, being being in a in a team that that is trying to compete and and wanting him to be, you know, like the the piece in the middle of the lineup, but at the same time you race. That's pretty amazing. I I don't think I don't think it's a, you can compare that with anything in like in baseball. Okay, finish this sentence for me. Even though people said it's not going to happen. If Shohei gets traded to the Dodgers. He's going to have to speak on the mic as soon as he gets traded. On the <laughs> on the bus. I can't wait. I'm going to I going to put him on the mic and I want him to uh, give me like a like a full story and talk, talk to talk to us about himself. So for people that don't know what happens on the mic on a bus, let, fill us in. What what goes on there? Well, after a, after a long day, because we always play, like let's say we play a, a day game, 1 p.m., and then we fly in after the game, right? So it's a, it's, it's, a long, it's a really long day. You know, when you wake up at 8.30 in the morning or something like that, and then you have to play, you have to fly somewhere. Some, some, sometimes you fly across the country. And then you get to the city that you play, right? And as soon as you get there, we get in the bus, and we all got together in the bus, and someone gets to gets to pick, speak on the mic, and that's how we kind of end the day. And when we speak on the mic, we uh, sometimes we have a couple of drinks on, and and it's fun, you know. We talk about things that uh, that we want to know about other players, and and the dynamic is the veteran players kind of call out the the rookies or the young players on the team, or the players that are just getting in the team. Like, let's say, like, the, the last week we got Jake Marisnik. He's not a rookie, but we, like, we just got him, you know? And he's going to have to be on the mic and, and talk about himself, you know, what he likes. And then everybody started, like, asking questions. And, like, you asked me, if Joey Otani gets traded to the Dodgers, he's going to be on the mic, and he's going to have to give us a good story. And he's got Who's three the, strikes. You say what? what? Does that mean he's got three strikes? Yeah, because I'm the guy. I'm the guy that controls the mic on the bus, right? And when I when I'm on the bus and when I'm when I'm on my element there, I give the guys three strikes. So if I, if we don't like three things that they do while they're on the mic, they spend the rest of the trip on the shitter. So we have a we have a little bathroom in the back of the bus. So if you get if you if you get three strikes, you spend the rest of the the trip on 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 the on the on the bathroom bus. We love our baseball around here, but want to talk a little bit about the sweet science. That's right. Saturday, July 29th, 
8 p.m. Eastern. Errol Spence Jr. taking on Terrence Crawford. It is the undisputed welterweight world championship. It is live on PPV.com. Did you know that PVV.com is the only streaming platform where boxing fans can participate in live interactive chat hosted by boxing experts? For Spence Crawford, the chat host will be our very own old man, Dan, Dan Canobio and Chris Algieri. Not to mention, they'll be joined by legendary boxing writer Lance Pugmire as well. The chat is where it's all happening. It's a great second screen experience. You get to chat away, do your thing on pvp.com. You get to offer an opinion. You get to say you guys are wrong or right or whatever you do and just have fun and mix it up with the chat host. pvp.com is the most convenient, most reliable, most engaging way to stream pay-per-view events. There are no subscriptions required ever. You can download the pvp.com app to all your favorite devices. You can watch on your computer, your phone, and, of course, on your big screen TV. So order Spence Crawford on pvv.com right now. Believe me, it is the very best way to watch this fight. You will not want to miss it and be a part of the chat experience. Has anybody gotten three strikes this year? Yeah. Johnny DeLuca got three strikes. I have to spend the rest of the the, the trip on the, on the, on the shooter. What, why'd you give him strikes? What happened? <laughs> well, the thing is, like, if you're not entertaining us and nobody's laughing and nobody's, like, having a good time, you're going to get strikes, you know? If you don't, if you don't answer the, the, the questions the right way and you're not making it fun and, and you're not doing it right, you get strikes. He burned all his three strikes. He's strike out and he's, he's all, of a, all of a sudden he's sitting in the shooter. And how long did he have to sit there? Like, what city was I, this? I, I, I think that was, a, that was a long trip, too. I got to say it was like Milwaukee or, or Pittsburgh. I don't, I don't really remember the, how, how, like, how it went down, but I feel like he was there for more than 20 minutes, for sure. That's a rough place to sit. Those places do not smell good, brother. <laughs> They're not. So that's why, that's why you better be entertaining on the mic. So if you're not entertaining on the mic, you're probably going to go to the shooter, and it's not a good feeling. So Okay. Who is the guy that's going to get no strikes? Who's the most entertaining dude on the mic? Well, so far so far this year, I think it was Miguel Vargas. Miguel Vargas brought it up. You know, he's from Cuba. He, uh, he's, uh, his English is, is it's like my English, you know, like we have accent. You know, we sometimes we we fight to get through. You know, uh, complete sense and 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 it's fun. You know, like uh, I I feel like he was trying to be the the uh, tell us a great story, and I think he made a lot of stuff up from the story, and that was that was amazing. Uh, we had a great time with him, um, and couple couple of the rookies and and young guys uh, that we have, but uh, I think so far this year it's been Miguel Vargas. He does, got no strikes um, and he did a great job. That's good. That's good. I like that. Um, does anybody sing on the mic? Yeah, sometimes we make them sing because uh, uh, I mean we we know we know a lot about this player or he's been in the organization for a long time or whatever. And when we run out of questions, sometimes we make them sing. And they have to be entertaining. So that they if they if they're gonna sing, it's better be better be something good, you know. Anybody where you were like, man, okay, that didn't suck. That sounded pretty good. Uh, remember Austin Dean? 
I don't know where he at right now, but he uh, he put a really good performance when I was with the modelings. He he got on the mic and he kind of impressed us. He it was kind of impressive because he got it all like all together, you know. Like he took the mic, he put the the song on his phone, he put the phone close to the mic, and he started singing, and he was like pretty entertaining. So Austin Dean was uh, was the best for that. Do guys sing in the shower? Is that a thing? I, I don't do it. Sometimes I listen to music while I'm in the shower, but I feel like I don't I don't start like singing. Oh. I, I I'm kinda I kinda feel like it's a thing because uh I, I've seen people doing it before, but I'm not in not in the clubhouse shower. I I've never seen like someone um singing in the clubhouse shower. Okay. That's just curious. Yeah. No, yeah, that's that's good stuff like for people to know, you know. So wait, how do you play music in the shower? I mean, you don't put earbuds in. You're you're washing your hair and stuff. No, but I, I like when I'm when I'm in my room, you know, like I'm about to get ready for the game, right? So I have a little speaker with me always, and and then I I play some music on the speaker. It's not inside the shower, but it's outside, and I can I can still like listen to it. Oh, you okay. Know? Yeah, no, I got it. I thought you were talking about the clubhouse shower. Okay, I was. Oh no, 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 no. The clubhouse shower is different. The the music is always playing, and you're gonna listen oh. to music while while you're showering because it's close to the to actually the clubhouse. You know, unless you like you lose, and you know after losing we're not playing music. You know, um, unless it's like okay, we lose a a game that we really fought and we felt like okay, I mean, so not every day we're gonna win, but it's kind of it's a fine line between not kind of get really down on yourself when you lose a game and mm-hmm. not, and not being able to like, okay, I'm celebrating something when we lose, you know, like, I feel like that's a fine line there where a lot of players do different way, but uh, we, we never want to celebrate that we lose, you know? I got it. I got it. All right. I've wanted to ask you this ever since I've known you. Every and I've noticed it particularly this year because it's the most time I've spent around you in person. Mm-hmm. So you know we've been doing a lot of these pieces, the baby ball player stuff out at the yard, at a lot of them at Dodger Stadium. So I'll see you. You're doing your infield drills with Dino right. Ebel or just getting ready for the game, and I see you. You're in your cutoff uh, t-shirt. Come up, give you a bro hug, the whole bit. And I, every time I turn to our amazing intern Alden Stone, and I always say, "God damn, does Miggy smell good?" Every <laughs> freaking time. Every yeah. do you shower every time before you hit the field? No, I, I I shower before I go to the field, and as soon as I get there, I get changed. I I change into my like the workout clothes, right? So the kind of the first thing that I do is my defense work, you know. So I don't sweat or do anything else right before I go outside. So I feel like that's that's the reason why because I shower before I go to the field. I put my colon on whatever because that's that's one of the things that i like to do i like to smell good you know i got my cologne and i put it on before i go to the field and i think when i change i get you know like i keep smelling good and thank you for that man i feel like that's a that's a compliment i like it because i i want to i want to smell good i i bring it up every time when i get home i tell michelle i'm like he smells so good every time (laughs) (laughs) i was like He's a professional athlete. You should be stinking it up, like whatever. You're allowed to. It's a baseball diamond. <laughs> it's, it's 88 degrees. Nah, nah, nah. Sometimes, some, no. You never, you never know who's who's just gonna who you're gonna meet or 
you gotta you gotta cause a, a good good first good first impression, you know. And if you notice, I I don't know why I do this, but I put cologne on the palm of my hand. Oh, I don't know if you do. I mean, I don't I don't think many people do, but I I don't know why, but I always put cologne in the palm of my hand, and I rub it like it's like it's lotion. So this is a trick. When you when you going somewhere somewhere that you're gonna meet some people, put some cologne in the palm of your hand. So when you shake their hand and say hi, they will always have your smell for the rest of the the time there, you know. And that's gonna cause a, a good impression. I think that's what you're getting, because I always shake your hand and give you a hug, and I think uh, you continue to like smell kind of your hands, and it's on that. Okay, I'm afraid to ask you this. By yeah, the way, what do you got? Advice. Yeah. Well, do you do you have? More cologne bottles or pair of shoes? No, pair of shoes for sure. Okay. The cologne, the cologne bottles. Um, I like to have a couple, but I feel like traveling all the time, it's really hard to to keep them safe. You know, I'd rather keep it at yeah. home. You know, and then when you travel a lot, you know, like you can really put like three or four colognes on your on your little carry on bag because uh, they can break. You know. So I'm I'm careful with the colognes and I one thing that I don't like to do I don't like to get the big bottles, I just no. like to get the the small ones. Yeah, you yeah. Small it's ones. not it's not because I'm cheap. It's I think it's because of because it's easier to to carry. You know. So do you have what do you have like four or five bottles at Dodger Stadium in your locker? No, I I I always have one on my on my little purse. So I always like carry. I always go to the field with something like this, and then I have one inside, so this side, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I have a bunch of like this. Oh, terrific. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I do. But I have like, I don't know, I got to say like 10. It's, it's not that many. More Miggy Rowe coming your way, but a quick reminder, today's episode presented by these guys at Shady Rays. want you to take on the sun with gear that is built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. Shady Rays offers world-class product, just as good as any expensive pair ever worn. They got durable frames. They got extremely clear optics. You look awesome, by the way. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in the history of eyewear. Every pair of these bad boys, backed by lost and broken replacements. So that means if you lose or break a pair... Even on day one of ownership, they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You don't have to call up with some sorry-ass excuse, which I have done several times. They know, Mr. Rose, we've got your address on file. Well, don't you want a reason why that? No, we don't want to hear it. We just want you to be looking good and feeling fine in the Shady Rays. They'll be there momentarily. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Head on over to ShadyRays.com. Use that code ROSE. For 50% off, two-plus pair of polarized sunglasses. Did you hear me, people? That is ShadyRays.com. Code word ROSE. 50% off, two-plus pair of polarized sunglasses. You'll be looking fine without spending top dollar. you got to show me that purse again. What oh, it, yeah. Who makes that one? Uh, it's Christian Dior. Oh, my God. Yeah. I I have a I have a couple uh, that I, I like, like, crossover. Like, crossover, yeah. crossover your body kind of purse. And I don't know, it's been popular on, on, on guys later. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? My, my late father 
used to carry one. Now, it was just a basic black bag, but this is in the uh-huh. 80s, right. way before it became fashionable. And, uh, you know, in the 80s, people would make fun of him. They're like, what are you doing? Right. Why do you have a, you know, but he'd carry his cash in there. He'd carry, you know, we yep. didn't have cell phones back then, but he'd have a few other. I don't know what else Nordy was carrying. Yeah. No. So, I mean, I always have, I always have like my, my headphones. I always yep. have cash. I always have my, my wallet. I always have like the key, the, the room key for, for the hotel room, you know? And I think, yeah. uh, I mean, you can put, you can put all that on your pocket, but it's, it's going to feel like it's too much on you. Yeah. And then if I want to have like, like my contacts, uh, contacts, uh, glasses, I put a, a case there, um, the cologne. So I feel like it's necessary. Yeah, absolutely. So how many, how many, uh, purses do you have? I have like three or four. Oh my God. That, uh, I, I like, I like to, Those I like ain't to cheap, brother. I know, I know. That's, that's one of the things that I, that I like to, I like to spend my money on and like looking good and, I think when you're when you're a professional player, you know, like you have to. I mean, you have to look good and you know, like be presentable everywhere you go. I feel like that's something that I learned early in my career, especially when you're on the road. You can you can dress the same that when you're at home. You know, at home you can, you probably go to the field on shorts, t-shirt, you know, cutout shirt. But when you're on the road, you're not re- representing just yourself. You're representing the whole organization. So imagine you walking out of the hotel, not looking professional. I'm not saying that it has to be expensive or, or anything like that. You just have to like be professional and kind of, you know, like back in the day, it used to be worse because uh, they make you wear like a collar shirt, yeah, uh, bottom down, you know, like that's how it was. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Not a fan. Be who you are. You can look great and presentable. We've come a long way in that direction, thankfully. Right. Um, right. Okay, so let's pretend that we're having like the, you know, the NCAA basketball tournament where they have the bracket, you know, and the seatings and stuff. Let's right. pretend that we're seating all of your teammates based on, and the one seed is the best dressed. And okay. then like the 16 seed is the guy who needs the most help, like probably gets dressed in the dark. Okay. Who's the one seed? And you can put yourself anywhere you want. Who's the one seed on the team? Um, gotta say the one seed is uh is Jason Hayward. On my opinion, it's my personal opinion. I like the I like the style. He's not trying to do too much, you know, and that's why I'm not putting Mookie one because uh he's too stylish for me, you know. Like he when when he goes, he goes hard. Like the other day, he was wearing something. I I make a little. I, I like it. It was a complete like Prada fit. I think there's pictures. I think he posted on on his social media. You guys can find it. So it looks like he was dressing because it was gonna rain. You know this uh this this stuff that you put on for for the water to actually like not touching you like the, this mm-hmm. uh this water I don't know water resistant uh, uh, plastic bags. That's how it looks like. But it was it was fire. You know it was fire. But uh, it looks like uh, he was gonna be under the rain. So that's uh, I put Mookie up there. But yeah, Jason Hayward gotta be one, and then I put Mookie, and then I put myself. Uh, let me let me give you one more. Good dress guy. Let me see. 
I'm trying to. Oh, Bobby Miller. I like his style. So he's really for a rookie. Yeah, for a rookie. He he goes hard. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Pretty pretty nice. Pretty nice uh, feats. So Jason Mookie, myself, Bobby Miller. I'll give you one more in the top five. Well, no, no, that's okay. Four is good. Four is a good number because those would be your your four top seeds. Now, who are the guys that barely make it into the tournament that really need some help? Yeah, Peralta needs some help. Peralta, we've been talking about it. They make fun of him in Arizona when he played there. Uh, Marte, the second base on Marte, he always told him, hey, yeah, can tell Marte. He always told him, Peralta, you're wearing the same stuff that you used to wear in 2015. We're in 2021, 2022, you know, same, <laughs> same, same t-shirts and same jeans. You know, you have to step it up. He's, 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 he's going for it. He's going for it, but uh, he needs help. So Peralta is down there. Uh, I got to say Austin Barnes because he don't really care. You know, he wears whatever to the field. Um, uh, I'm sorry, but I don't like Phil Bigford style. He's always like, I don't know playing and I think he he could he, he could use some help. Uh, and then who's gonna be the last one? Like, uh, I have I have to put Freddy there too. God. Yeah. I'm gonna put Freddy there just because he always wear um uh sweatpants and a and a t shirt and he always tucked in and I don't like that. I don't like when he talks his, his shirt in because he got long legs. I don't know. It's kind of weird look. And I got to put him. I'm sorry, Freddie. You're in my bottom four. <laughs> it's, you know, and I got to tell you, now some of those guys you mentioned, you know, Austin Barnes has been around a little bit, but it's not like right. he makes a ton of dough. Bigford right. is a guy who's just getting started. Peralta's been around, so he really doesn't have much of an excuse. But Freddie Freeman could pay for a stylist. No, no, no. He, and and I think I think he does really, really good job on the road too. And 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 he's like kinda you know, he grew up with Bobby Cox and the Braves at, at that time. Oh yeah. And on the road you will see him like always like a bottom down, looks presentable, but I feel like I have to put him in the bottom bottom four because of you know, like he's either too old, you know, with a style or he's either the sweatpants and the tucked in shirt, t-shirt, and I don't like it. So, okay. Um, speaking of style, you got to help me out. Is it peso pluma that ended up throwing out the first? Did I say that right? Yeah, peso pluma. Yeah, yeah. He, he went. He went to Dodger Stadium and he was a sensation there. Okay, so he threw out the first pitch. Did okay, yeah. right? Yeah, pretty good first okay. pitch. Yeah. All right, so did you hang out? You you hung out with him a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, he came to the he came to the locker room. Uh, I got to see him there for a little bit because uh, I was uh, I was doing like my pre pre game preparation and I was on the on the on the, on the whirlpool and all that. But uh, when I was getting out to the field, he was by the cage and I talked to him a little bit. Um, he's Mexican, you know. We we speak in Spanish, and I said um, I'm trying to say something funny right there with him and and. Uh, we took a picture together and pretty, pretty cool guy. Seems, seems like, uh, same way that he's on, on stage and, you know, his music videos and stuff like that. He's the same personality, you know, pretty, uh, like 
outgoing with with people. He was like hanging out with Julio Urias a lot. So um, mm-hmm. it was a fun time. It was a fun time. Uh, we we got him in the in the locker room. We played his music. I think he he really enjoyed. It. He didn't expect us to play his music in the clubhouse. So the clubhouse was pumping before the game when he was uh, getting in. So it was a good experience. Oh, always when you have a when you have a, a like a popular uh, artist, you know, in with the opportunity to get him in the clubhouse, you always want to bring like a good experience to them, you know. You want them to yeah. feel like okay, you're walking into something that you're probably not gonna know how it is. We wanna we wanna give you a good experience, you know, because uh, that's what we, that's what they do every time we 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 go to a concert and see him perform. Well, so now that you've been in LA for several months, is there a celebrity that has walked in there where you've been like, that's cool? Well, Magic Johnson. Yes. Uh, it can get better than that, you know? And especially uh, early in the year, he uh, he passed around uh, like a, ba- a gift a gift basket, basket to everybody uh, with a basketball signed for him, um, like five different uh, office jerseys that he wore all signed and personalized uh, and something a couple other items uh, regard uh, like regarding to basketball and I mean I'm a basketball fan and I, I can't wait to wear them when I'm in the offseason I don't want to wear them right now when I'm in the offseason I'm going to wear them and I'm probably going to hang a couple in my in my main cave so when I used to host the best damn sports show period I got to meet a lot of really cool people right but magic was like I grew up obviously a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, but then after that, I loved the Lakers growing up because back then that's basically all we saw. We saw the Lakers, we saw the Celtics, we saw the Knicks a little bit, but magic in the Lakers. So the first time he comes on the show, I'm in the makeup chair getting ready and he walks in and he is just beaming. He's one of those guys that literally when he walks in a room, the lights start to flicker. Like that's how big a star he is. And I go, he comes up to me and he goes, Chris Rose. And I was like, my God, Magic knows yeah. my name. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to play it cool, but I yeah. am inside flipping out. And yeah. I was like, Magic, it is so, it's so great to have you here. And he goes, Chris, you are just like me. He goes, you just set it up for those guys and dish it out. He goes, let's go have fun today. And I was like, he compared That's me amazing, to himself. Man. Oh, that's like, amazing. Oh my God. I cannot believe it. <laughs> yeah, so, that's that's how I, that's how it is when you when you meet a a big superstar that you've been like wanting to know for a long time, and when yeah. you're gonna realize that they walk on the same kind of earth that you do, is it's the best feeling, right? Yeah. All right. Two other. I know you're gonna have to catch. Which bus are you catching, by the way? I think I do one thirty today. So yeah. Yeah, I'm dropping up with you. Maybe. Uh, okay. You okay? You shower. still have to shower? Or are you good? Yeah, yeah. I shower. I shower before I go to the bowl. It's hot, man. I know. I know. By the way, I'm one of those guys. If I shower, too, that's why I couldn't have been a professional athlete. Other than I can't actually do anything on the field. <laughs> if I had showered after games and then we had to go somewhere, if I put on nice clothes, I don't stop sweating for like yeah. a full half hour until after I'm out of the shower. I have to time stuff right. I can't shower right before Michelle and I go out or I am sweating for a half hour. I just can't do it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Some some people are like that. Um, yeah. I mean, sometimes I sweat when I'm I'm putting my stuff on to, to play the Ugh. game. And that's, that's, that's the worst. Yeah. 
All right. I want to ask you uh, two other things. One is you made an awesome play recently where you went back on a ball and kind of caught it over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Is that play harder than um, it was against the Mets? Is that play harder than a hard smash right at you? Um, I would say I would say the ball on the ground is always going to be harder because uh, I have they I mean the ball on the ground have the you can't really predict a, a bounce you know like you're good enough to to know where the ball is going to bounce and kind of timing timing it right but when the ball is hit hard on the ground it's kind of like a lock a lucky shot for a for an infielder you know like you you put your glove there and sometimes the ball hit the the good part of the glove and you catch it you know it's it's, it's not like i'm not i'm not going to tell you like hey every time i do it i i know i know right away where the ball is going to be you know sometimes you're with experience and it happens to you before but i feel like this ball like over the shoulder is not as hard as a as a ground ball because it's you know it's in the air and then you you're tracking it and you can either get there or you're not you know like at the end of the day it's like it's a do or die play you put your glove out there and i'm not going to be charged on error if i don't make the play you know what i mean because it's a ball that is kind of floating in the air and then you're running and then if you get there you get there but i feel like the ball on the ground that is hit hard is harder than the ball in the, on the air like that you have to catch over your shoulder yeah but aren't you scared shitless that your center fielder or left fielder is going to come take you out well there's there's place where yeah you're going to have the risk of having someone coming but uh, in that particular play the guy didn't hit the ball hard enough to make it all the way to the center field or to the left field so i knew that was my ball i was the only one with chance but there's other balls that have a little bit more air under and you know you can collide to the center fielder or to the left field and that's when the communication uh really is really important but for that ball when the guys break a bat or hit off the end you know you're the only one there you know it's either going to be a hit or you're going to catch, make a, an outstanding play. So there's no, when, when, when there's no risk involved, I think the play becomes easier because you either do or don't, you know, like, it's not like you have this responsibility that you have to catch a ball. So that's my perspective. And that's how I see it. Last thing, as we sit right here, it's you and the giants and the diamondbacks mm-hmm. all within just a couple of games. And it could come down to which team makes the biggest move at the trade deadline. Do you guys talk about that stuff in the clubhouse at all? Like, you know what? we got a lot of young pitching. We probably could mm-hmm. use a veteran. You can always use another guy in the bullpen. All that sort of – do you guys sit and talk about that, or is that just us as fans? No, I think I think we touch about it briefly in between the, like, the veteran players and all that, but we don't really want to be uh... – like doing what the front office we know is they're gonna do, you know? They're they're working hard right now. And we all know that we all on the same page that we wanna win, you know? And I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that if we all wanna win and we all on the same on the same boat, we n- we don't have to worry about the front office making a move or or not making a move to make the team better. We all know that the Dodgers organization, we all the same thing. And I feel like they're gonna do it if we need to if we need to do it. So that's why I don't worry too much about like talking in between us, but we do briefly. Uh, it would be nice to have a guy like right here. It would be nice to get this guy. But 
we don't worry too much about that. We just worry about like kind of playing the game, and we all know we all know that we have what it takes, you know, on this team to go. But you know how it is. Injuries happen. People goes down. When it's uh, when it's when it's close time by the end of the year, you know everybody's gonna be kind of worn out and tired. So we're gonna need some help. So. Just you get home next week for the homestand. Just walk up into Andrew Friedman's office and just say, "I got it. I figured it out." You can give up it? a single A player for Shohei. <laughs> Problem I w- solved. I I, w- I wish it was that easy. Huh? Yeah. Listen, man, uh, way too long in between visits. It's always good seeing you out at Dodger Stadium. I think I'll be out there at least once next week, so I'll get to see you. Best to your family. And um, go shower up and smell good for the rest of uh, the country. Yeah, thank you, Chris. And, uh, I mean, I appreciate all the people. We haven't really talked much uh, during uh, during this year. I think the last one that we did was, like, close to spring training or opening day. Yeah. Um, But, uh, I mean, all the fans in, in L.A., they being so supportive and they always tell me like how much they enjoy um, the Chris Rose rotation and when I'm in there. So I'm happy to be here with you guys. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy, you know, the, <clears throat> the conversation and what we have going in the clubhouse. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys are happy with, uh, with the things that, that you're seeing on the field, but hey, feel great about this team off the field as well, because we're, we're having a great time and we're doing it for, for all the fans. I, I, I promised myself something and it was to enjoy the fans in LA this time around and kind of sucking it all in. And we haven't done anything. We haven't, we haven't win or we haven't go to the playoff or we haven't win a championship, but uh, I'm, I'm enjoying all of, all of the time that, that is being, that is being on the Dodger, Dodger, Dodger uniform so far. Awesome. It's always great catching up with you. And uh, when your family gets back out there, let's let's make a date to have you over here, okay? Let's do it, brother. Good talking right. to you. Um, for our amazing producer, Robbie Chiracco, our fantastic summer intern, Alden Stone, and my buddy who smells better than anybody on the planet, Miguel Rojas of the L.A. Dodgers. I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time here on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.